Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Train your body. Here's exercise physiologist Melanie Cole, MS. Are your little ones in sports? Are you having big visions and dreams of high school being the star and collegiate scholarships and, you know, looking towards pro? I know a lot of baseball parents think this way. Soccer parents think this way. We're talking and having a really important discussion today with Tom Ferry, the executive director of the Aspen Institute Sports and Society Program, about kids and sports and how important it is to get them involved, but that we need to embrace a sport model that will welcome all children, even those that are not quite as maybe be talented as your own child or as every other child, but that gets everyone involved. And the website is projectplay.us, right, Dr. Fair Tom? We're talking <laughs> youthreport.projectplay, right? That's that's correct, and I appreciate you giving me the doctor. Uh, yeah, sorry, uh, I do now, that sometimes. Now I don't have to go to another six years of school. <laughs> yeah, me too, baby. I'm right there with you. So, so. Project Play, you're, you're, you're looking into this discussion, and it is so important. When we want to look at the solutions, Tom, when we want to look at what community, park districts especially, because they are so involved in getting these organizations, and now all these sports teams, you know, like the fire and all these soccer teams and basketball teams are taking over some of these private travel teams. And so the kids think they're going to be working with the stars. They must have a better chance. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I mean, it's uh, it's the rare athlete who makes it, I mean, the extremely rare athlete who makes it to the professional level, uh, and even the rare athlete who makes it to the Division one or even Divi- Division three level. It's just, you have to be, you have to be extraordinary in, in two or three ways. It might be flexibility, it might be court vision, it might be strength, it might be height or something, but you have to be a, a true outlier in, in multiple ways. And a lot of that, frankly, is just genetic. And um, It is. I, it's genetic. And parents do have to hear this message and realize it. And I said to you before my son started gymnastics, but he realized right from the beginning that the kids that are in gymnastics that are really ex- excellent, you know, they started when they were two. And if you look at the Koreans and the Chinese and all that, they, you know, get taken away. So he's not even hoping for anything to come of it, except he's having a ball and he's getting himself in shape. And isn't that... I should have had him on with us because isn't that the message we want to send is that it's fun and it'll get you in shape and it's social. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly what kids tell us they want. I mean, surveys say that they, um, you know, they define fun. They define fun in many different ways, right? For some kids, it might be, uh, you know, a real focus on winning the game. Um, and But for most kids, it's not. Fun is defined as, um, according to, you know, surveys and studies like like those done at George Washington University recently. It's 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 you know being among your friends, challenging yourself uh, individually and as part of a group, um, and um, you know having the opportunity to get better at something and be part of something that was larger than yourself. Um, you know things like I mean they compete. I mean you know parents think that you know wow kids are, you know they all know what the score is even if we don't tell them what it is and that's true. It's absolutely true. Most kids want to know who's ahead and who won the game. The difference is after the game, kids are over it really quickly. They might cry, 
you know, if they're really, really into it. But like 10 minutes later, they've moved on. Parents don't that fast. They don't. It's the parents talking in the in the car ride home and at dinner that night and, you know, three days later about what happened in the game. True. And, Gee, how can we fix your, your stroke? And it, it, that, those aren't the priorities of kids. Kids, yeah, they want to get better. They, they're not. They're they're focused on competing, but they're not stuck on winning. If their team, I mean, I've seen teams. My daughter played on a team where they lost every single game the first year they played lacrosse, and every single girl came back and signed up the next year because, in every other way, they had a great experience. That's and and did part. they in your situation? Did they talk about the kids? Because I know that confidence. Desire to play is one thing. Confidence and ability are another. And sometimes in soccer, lacrosse, basketball, there's there's that kid who's just starting who really can't play the game very well. Do you hear more parents or the kids going, God, that kid is just making us lose all the time? Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parents want their kids, not all of them. I mean, we're, I'm, we're overgeneralizing here. But a lot of parents want their kids only to play with the very best because they feel that... It'll make they their play. kid look better. Um, yeah, and if they if they play with the kids who are not so good, then it'll slow their slow down their kids' development and impede their ability to get into that pipeline for a scholarship or whatever else is in their mind. Um, but it's just uh, it's just not the way so not not the way kids think. And you know, and, and 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 coaches really have an obligation here to develop every kid on the team. I mean, that's really how you how I would define success for a youth coach is. Did that kid enjoy him or herself? Did they get better? And did they sign up again the next year? Really. If you can hit on all three of those, lots of great things are going to happen, including to the very best athletes on the team. See, I love that you put it so succinctly now in just the three minutes, because these go by fast. I'd like to talk about what you call the eight plays. So we've already discussed play one, asking the kids what they want. Play two, reintroduce free play, getting kids involved, encourage sports sampling. Number three, so trying different sports, revitalize in-town leagues. Tell us about thinking small. What do you mean by that? That simply means be creative in uh, when it comes to play spaces. You know, the, 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 the state-of-the-art in youth sports these days are these massive complex with, you know, complexes with three to 12 soccer fields and the a lot of, you know, basketball courts, and they cost a lot of money and you know to build and cost a lot of money to use. Um, but you can, you know, you can you can build play spaces in, in, in really small spaces. You don't have to have even a, a full-size field. There's incredible opportunities in building, um, you know, like futsal courts uh, where, where, where kids can play, you know, four versus four and make up games on their own. And maybe they just occupy a, a space in an urban neighborhood that's, um, you know, that's run down and, and could be could be turned into a play space for fifty thousand dollars instead of you know uh, you know three million dollars or five million dollars or whatever it is. Um, there, you know, if you just think small, you think creatively, you think um, you know about using what you already have, meaning shared use agreements. Uh, schools have plenty of facilities, but they're you know. Uh, rarely being used, or I wouldn't say rarely, but but most of the time they're not being used by community organizations because schools are reluctant to let them in, and so so there are these templates, these you know shared use agreements that could be created that can facilitate uses. So you know just be creative. You don't have to spend a bajillion dollars to get kids active through sports. 
You definitely don't. And when we talk about the revitalizing in-town leagues, designing for development, and as you say, thinking small, you don't need big space, expensive space. Training coaches is a really important one, but I'd like to just finish with the two that I think go together, which is emphasizing prevention Mm -hmm. and encouraging sports sampling, because by doing that, you're cross-training, and hopefully your kids won't get injured and be out of everything. So give us your best advice in the last minute here, Tom, for parents, coaches, communities, schools, listening to encourage kids to play to be involved to get involved in sports and to have fun doing it yeah so here's what i would advise here's something that's absolutely within your control as parents and as communities you don't need federal policymakers or big organizations to do anything what you know you it's called the power of the permit Every municipal, all these public spaces, fields and gyms and otherwise that are used by these, you know, clubs and little leagues and, and otherwise, um, they're owned, again, they're owned by the public. And the public sets the conditions, meaning the town, your community sets the conditions under which those, those spaces can be used. So if you believe that coach training is important, you want your coaches to be trained in concussion management and in CPR and in effective motivational technique with kids, uh, um, you know, build it into the conditions of use in the same way that we we now require anybody uses the space to have insurance. I mean, there's sort of minimal inquire, requirements that are in place, but up the ante a little bit. Say, you know, if you're going to use the space, coaches have to be trained in these in these principles. Or, you know, you want to um, make sure that the rec leagues are not being left behind by the travel leagues. Uh, you know, give the best give the best space uh, for, for, you know, field times to uh, to the rec leagues. To the rec leagues. And these are all things that you can read about on youthreport.projectplay.us. Important information, parents. Get involved. Get your kids involved because it's all good all around. This is Melanie Cole with Radio MD. Thanks for listening and stay well.